Welcome back to It Was Murder. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. No, we're not going to sing that again. Uh, <laughs> we're the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet, in the world, in the universe. Yes, we are. Intergalactically. Unchallenged. Um, even in Hawaii. Uncontested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. <laughs> yes, you are. I, we're going to have to deal with this for an entire season, I'm sure. I, well, I, you never know when it might change. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Fingers well, crossed. I just had his first time. <laughs> what do you call someone who's had sex one time? A whore. <laughs> oh, whore. But, well, that jumped the tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, tonight we're talking about Murder in Paradise, mm-hmm. a location set heart-to-heart episode. In little Hawaii in, in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> in Hawaii. Little Honolulu. Uh, yeah, wow. Um, minute max time. Yeah. Trying to sum up the plot of this episode in 60 seconds. Who's up first? I am. Oh. This is going to suck. Uh, this is going to suck, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm just, I'm just uh, warning you. <laughs> okay. Murder in paradise. The hearts decide to sail to Hawaii, which takes two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they uh, go to a croquet tournament, which Jonathan Hart wins, question mark. Um, but a dude is murdered and uh, dies at Jonathan Hart's feet where he, and he keeps saying the key, the key, the key. Uh, <laughs> then Jonathan and Jennifer go home. Uh, not home, but back to their Royal Hawaiian hotel room. Um, Jennifer is accosted by uh, an old white dude who says, "I need the I need those pictures that you got." And she makes this really weird ruse that's really funny. Uh, <laughs> then this dude uh, who says, "Hey, I'm Leslie Riding, and I'm a police officer, and I need to talk to you." Um, but then they call him later, and it's a woman. Uh, then they find out that. They're dealing with possible Soviet and MI6 espionage. And uh, I, yeah, and I don't know why or how. And that's kind of all I can say about it. Because my nice. time is up. Nice job. <laughs> don't lie to me. Don't patronize me. Uh, nice job. <laughs> you did it. <sighs> I okay. didn't. I didn't. Uh, my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So... What's it called? Murder in Paradise. Okay. After what's felt like a 20-minute boat montage section, (laughs) we're in Hawaii, and apparently Jennifer is now a photographer, and Jonathan is an international croquet champion. (laughs) Not sure why they've never mentioned this before. He's playing croquet. She's taking pictures. She... some guy dies and she thinks she got the pictures of the murderer and they blow up the, the images and a guy tries to get the pictures from her. And then Jonathan finds a key in his pocket that the man who was murdered put there. And all these people, there's all these spy seeming people who want the key and they keep giving them their key to their cabana, which is a weird pronunciation I've never heard before. I don't know why they didn't say cabana. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to admit uh, they go to his funeral where Jonathan decides not to be a pallbearer for no reason. He just doesn't want to do it. Uh, and then they give the fake keys out and then everyone follows them to the man's import export shop where he has a, they use the key and they has a list of uh, KGB spies and then they fight in the end. Wow. You got, you got further than I did. Oh my God. It still doesn't make any mm, sense. Not really. Ellen, well, Ellen, it's your job to make this make sense. Oh, no pressure. Get ready for strike three. <laughs> um, it's okay. We have, a pin, oh. we have a pinch hitter this episode. Yeah, we do. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Murder in paradise. Here, here I go. Aloha. <laughs> The hearts sail to Hawaii, and then Jonathan is is competing in the 42nd annual Royal Hawaiian Croquet Championship. Uh, there's a, an umpire who looks freaked out by two menacing white men, and then he gets stabbed to death in a bush. The two menacing men um, then try to get the photographs from Jennifer because Jennifer was taking pictures at the thing because she has now morphed into the character of Thomas from the movie Blow Up. So a yes. creepy teen that's in love with her is like, oh, I'm, de- I'm developing your things. And then everybody, all the menacing men reveal that they are... They are spies or agents, and that Richard Hashimoto, the murdered man, is also a spy or was a spy because he's dead. Then people are pretending to be 
all kinds of different variations of agents and spies that they are not. And then the butler from the Haunted House episode in uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> season one is um, running funeral services at Byodin Temple, in uh, the one that's like the, the temple in Uji, Japan. And then, um, uh-oh, I'm running out of time. Uh, one of them is a Russian spy. The end. <laughs> but well, which that, one? I didn't even mention the keys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cabana keys? The cabana. Is that how you keys. pronounce cabana? Am I wrong? I was, I, for, a mi- for a moment, I was like, wait, is cabana a separate thing than a cabana? Do we, do- cabana it's is the anglicized pronunciation of the word cabana okay cabana okay i've never heard it pronounced that way that before. is that is my best guess because a cabana is like a cabin cabin mm-hmm. am i wrong yep. yes you're right. you're right yeah weird uh we got another minute max from our all-star. Oh my God, that's right. Jenny Sisler and her husband, it's tag team, Minute Max. Yes. So let's listen. Murder in Paradise. Jonathan, Jennifer, and Max sail to Hawaii for a croquet tournament. While Jonathan shows us how well he handles his balls, his friend is killed right in front of him. They find a key that won't fit a lock anywhere on the island. The hearts are approached by a fake 5-0 who says their friend was a spy. Oh look, a parrot. Jennifer hides the key in her dress for safekeeping. Luckiest key ever. They have to decide whether to give the key to the knockoff James Bond or the dad from Give Me a Break. Mayhem ensues. They go to the dead guy's office. The spies fight. Jonathan asks a Final Jeopardy question. Jennifer cracks the bad guy in the head with a croquet mallet. On the way home, Jennifer walks Jonathan's plank. The, the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. my god. That was so good. They well done, guys. Such... Thank you for invoking Give Me a Break. I, just, I did the same. Oh, they have great voices. Too. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. I like the, the mayhem ensues the signature. I surrender on that one. I'm, yeah. I'm never gonna say it again. I like they they are owning it. Yes. Uh, Jenny, let us know what your husband's name is so we can thank him too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jenny's husband. Unless he's just dragging you down and (laughs) your own thing. If you're looking for a way out, because like you know, you're married. Lose him, Jenny. (laughs) Something tells me they have they thought about it for a minute though. (laughs) I'm hanging on. Unlike us, who just we think about it during the minute. Yes. We're getting our thoughts in order as we talk. I almost said mayhem ensues, but I have surrendered it. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the sound where that would happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Where do we start with this bananas ass episode? So first of all, I do. I do. The first thing I did when we started watching this episode was Googled sailing from Los Angeles to Hawaii. Me too. Because I was like, is that even possible it is possible yeah and it takes two to three weeks it's like a minimum Amazing. of two weeks so think of how many pina koalas you could drink <laughs> think of how much alcohol they voyage. must have had on that boat mm-hmm. like the boat must have been entirely alcohol man and then max just every night listening to jonathan and jennifer fuck every night oh my god the, it's the, i just boat. i just don't buy it i don't buy that they spent two to three weeks on that boat was that romance because it didn't look like romance it didn't look like romance so we don't we know that they're sailing around the islands in hawaii but we don't actually know that they sailed to hawaii she says she said sailing to hawaii it's the only way to fly yeah oh well i mean they've got the time and then they've sailed back yeah like that sounds like torture to me that really like i love you guys so much (laughs) but like to be trapped on Uh a boat cancel the boat (laughs) jesus cancel the holiday i guess our joint christmas present (laughs) is just going straight in the garbage it was murder holiday party (laughs) pull the plug you guys (laughs) if the holiday party is lasting two to three weeks yes please pull the plug Please. If there are pina koalas <laughs> at the holiday party, I am busy that that month. I'm, that's the only reason I'm going. I will say, though, that the <laughs> pina koala glasses that Max presented were great. I loved those oh, yeah. glasses with the with the like brass ring at the bottom. Did he just mispronounce Colada or did he yeah, actually he was, say he was? Yeah. I think he was koala. just being he was being koala. 
annoying. <laughs> colada. But the I've actually never consumed a pina colada because it is sweet and opaque, and that's mm. not like that's kind of not my jam with alcohol drinks. Yeah, cocktails. I guess they're called cocktails. <laughs> um, but also, I don't know why I focus so intensely on the pina colada moment. Mm. But um, one of the glasses appears to actually have what, in my mind, a pina colada looks like which is like a white coconut cream kind of situation right mm-hmm. and then the other two appear to have cloudy dishwater in them they Ugh. they well they looked like mai tais like what it what he, oh, he presented that's what they order they he orders a mai tai and yeah. a scorpion mai tais yeah. which are delicious yeah and i, lo- I had to look yeah, up mai tais are good uh, scorpion i have had a lot of mai tais <laughs> i gotta say and a scorpion oh. i love the name scorpion, the scorpion for a drink bowl. what's like, a scorpion glug glug it's, it's rum like, and orange juice mm, yeah oh, see ew. so you don't yeah see but i do but, but i love a mai tai and that's that's rum and pineapple and lime and i but the, when you get enough lime and pineapple involved i'll drink anything yeah i love pina it's the acid Col- balance with the with certain kinds of rum pina koalas right? are delicious ellen you should try one the <laughs> coconut milk in a drink is so Good. It's Joe made pina coladas, not pina koalas. Pina, pina, uh, pina <laughs> koalas. Made, made pina coladas uh, this past summer, mm-hmm. and they were delicious. They were vegan. They they were delicious. Are they not usually? Um. Yeah, actually, they I are. guess they are usually vegan. Vegan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, put any butter in <laughs> unless there's actual koala in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> melted butter usually. <laughs> they were good. It's koala large. They were good, but yeah. again, again, the rum content makes me a little, a little. Mm. Ill. Right, I know. I I'm going to continue to try and beguile you with um, the varietal rums. And so. Eric's been making Ooh. vegan eggnog with coconut milk. Yes. And we put bourbon in it the other night, and that was also so good. So let me tell you, this vegan eggnog is my savior because I love eggnog. But I can't drink it because it destroys my mm-hmm. stomach. It destroys oh. it like in a way that is so horrific uh, that it, it's so horrific that I haven't had eggnog in 20 years because of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Not even yummy on tap bait shop eggnog. Can't do it. Can't, I can't risk oh, it. Wow. I can't risk it because it's it, oh, wow. it's such a horrifying experience. I can't risk it. So I was like, oh, if I do this vegan. That'll probably cut so out you anything. Found your thing. That's mm-hmm. great. Damn, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, That's and <laughs> tonight, like we, so we had. I have leftovers, and we still have enough. If you want one, um, I dipped a little Jack Daniel's fire whiskey, which is just like the cinnamon whiskey mm-hmm. that we have this tiny, tiny <laughs> bottle of from last Christmas. For some reason, I think Marie brought it. It's aged, uh, and I just, I just tipped a tiny little bit in there, and fuck, God, it was so good and so Yule. Well. So you've just call, called me out on what I said about not uh, being a fan of opaque uh, alcohol drinks. That's, I guess, not true because I just said that crazy slavering sounding thing about uh, <laughs> bait shops on tap eggnog. Oh, yeah. Um, God, that's just sounds very good particular. Too, I, I struggle with um, sweet things and I don't like sweetened fruit. Mm. So what do they put things in? like pina coladas and whatever? Enough. I don't like it. Yeah. Fruit they, is like nature's candy, everybody. Yeah. But anyways, so what do they put in the I'm excited to eggnog. Is it bourbon or is it just not? It's me. It can oh. be. So, t- uh, yeah, <laughs> historically it's, it's, it's either, colada. it's either bourbon, brandy or rum. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. like the, it can be any of those things. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're communicating to me that you need a flight that's like <laughs> rum and brandy or something Scorpion for the holidays, flight. for uh, the season. I would not say no. Well, keep an eye out. Um, but I, of course, am going to hit up professionals when I do the pairings to go with this episode because mm. it's going to be pina koalas, you guys. <laughs> pina koala. So, pina koala. It should just be maybe, a Mai and maybe Tai. Turkey. <laughs> maybe Hawaiian turkey. Pina koala to me is a pina colada that has Vegemite in it. <laughs> and that's why I'm not asking Joe to yeah. contribute that. Joe Good is idea. not a mixologist. No, not at all. Uh, so, And I am not um, an agent from MI6 or the CIA or, or the KGB, KGB, question mark. Mm. And neither are some of the people in this episode. Yeah. Good point. Um, like what's happening? 
I'm wondering what's happening, Hawaii. I have no idea what's happening. Why? How did it benefit Jennifer to pretend that that man was her secretary when he tried to steal the photos from her? It didn't. It was just a really great twist yeah. on gender roles. I thought it I was thought a, that was amazing. There, I like it. I had it, but... two thoughts about why she did it. Okay. One was that she looked around and it was all women. Like there were only women mm-hmm. present. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this will, like, I will have them all on my side so much quicker. Or if I yelled anything, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know, I'm in danger. This man is it, assaulting Instead, me. it's like, no, I'm going to humiliate this man hmm. instead of. Uh, oh, instead like of that. instead of present myself as in danger, uh, but also I thought she's doing it because she is curious now. She's like, "There's something afoot here, and I want to know what it is. And if I get him arrested, I'm a step away from finding out what's going on because then I have to deal with these stupid cops." Hmm. Wow, Julie thought hmm. it out. I I just took it to be uh, a product of. Jennifer's inherent uh, wit mm-hmm. and uh, quick mind, but also it's very aligned with what the show does with uh, playing with gender roles and, and our expectations. Like it, it mm-hmm. challenges your inherent bias and yeah. does so twice in this episode in a super hmm. um, pronounced way. But they're so actually, when she says, Mr. Hurt. Mr. Hirsch, you're my secretary and that's all, right? Uh, yeah. When she threatens to send him back to the steno pool, it's <laughs> so, so great. Fantastic. And it, it completely disarms him, which is to me the other reason that she's doing that because it takes twice as long for even the fastest CIA agent <laughs> mind to like click into that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty great. I like uh, it more now talking to you guys about it. The first time I was just confused about why that she was, was doing that. That was kind of my favorite hmm. scene of the episode. That was that hmm. was the scene it's of the really episode that I, that I remember most vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, also because one of the women in the in the lobby was wearing this really cute oh, outfit, this white skirt. Too with this, thing. Yes. Oh, it was yeah. so cute. Yeah, that woman. Really good. Yeah. And, and the CIA agent is the dad from Give Me a Break. That's right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> hmm. I like him. A lot of good Hawaiian shirts. There were some good Hawaiian oh, shirts. Really good Hawaiian shirts. Really good. The uh, the yeah. guy that was like that was working on the the, the gardener at the house where they stole the parrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I loved his shirt. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I want that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just loved him. He was really um, good. I have to talk about the you know once they stop having sexy cocktail time on the boat, the croquet match. <laughs> Yeah. That's I sort of love that scene. I mean, like the the way it evolves with Richard Hashimoto, like suddenly seeing like these menacing uh, agents. You know, he knows they're on to him. Like I, I thought that was really good, right? And then he's slipping off into the into the bush, mm-hmm. and I love. I mean, Blow Up is just one of my favorite films of all time, yes. and so any riff on that, I have to give it up. And, and it's so great. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring mm-hmm. it up and then I thought, well, is this just something I would notice? <laughs> of yeah, course not. Mm-hmm. It's something Ellen would notice too. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> just me and Ellen. No one else. Such a great riff on it. And I love that it's Jennifer taking uh, the photographs and she's taking them in that amazing like mm-hmm. pink pants yes. and sweater outfit. There's uh-huh. so many sweaters tied over the shoulders. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Like some real like easing into preppy handbook phase of uh like we're at that zeitgeist or something like J- Jonathan wears that gorgeous uh, blue eyes odd yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she looked great in the hotel lobby she matched all the furniture and the just it was like white and pink and she looked so good walking through that lobby to go to the mm-hmm. horny photo boy booth Mike. Yeah, should we talk about Mike from the photo kiosk? Can we please talk about Mike? Yeah, let's talk about what a horn dog, what a fuck boy. So, (laughs) what a fuck boy. (laughs) I (laughs) when he approaches them at the restaurant when they're having their cocktails, I was like, okay, I know that he's not the overall villain of this episode. But he's the villain <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> like, what a horrible person. Just leave her alone. Mm. <laughs> leave this woman alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Th- then Jonathan's all, you broke another heart. I love that. And I didn't mean to. That was cute. Mm. That was very cute. But it was also like, 
no, he's creepy, and just <laughs> let him be creepy. Like, <laughs> he, why is he delivering photos to her in a restaurant? That's, because he's a creep. He's, he's a stalker. A yeah. <laughs> Does he say we'll always have Honolulu? Yeah. yeah. What was it that he says to her when she drops off her films to be developed? Her uh, films. <laughs> a beautiful flower is a joy forever. A thing of beauty is a joy forever, which I didn't realize had been translated into Hawaiian. Very unusual device that kind of doesn't need to be there. Yeah, because it wasn't um, even a red herring. Like, it doesn't even qualify uh, as a red herring because he doesn't have anything to do with the mystery. Yeah, it's not driving anything Mm -mm. in particular. So it's just kind of a like a throwaway thing. And I guess it it just comes off creepier rather than it does as like some sort of sweet, light thing, you know, about Jennifer's appeal. It's just like Mike... Um, his eyes glittered like chunks of obsidian in his uh, teen head. It was like, that's what transfixed me about Mike. I was like, wow, I don't know if it's the lighting or if that young man just has the glitteriest eyes uh, this side of Las Vegas or I don't know what. It was a little, little nutso for that, me. That actor I thought was very cute, uh, but just like sure. that performance. He was he was committed to disturbing. that performance. Disturbing. To say the least. Yes. There's so much going on in this. Back to episode. the croquet match. Uh, Jonathan's croquet mallet looks like it was from Hogwarts uh, with the, <laughs> the brass H on it and like, a bunch of weird <laughs> brass fittings. For some reason, like it was, I was expecting a, a smaller mallet to pop out of the one side of it. And <laughs> like the key, he yeah. just jiggles it and it pulls apart into one big mallet and one smaller one. Uh-huh. Then they run all over the island being chased by the world's biggest vehicles and they try to just find wickets to hit balls through yeah. all over the island. <laughs> the slow speed chase. The slow, very close chase. Yeah. That's actually something that I grew to love where I was like, wow, those agents aren't very good at following people. I mean, they are good at literally following them as they are on their tail, mm-hmm. but they are not discreet because especially when in the second uh, scene where they follow them from the unusual funeral, um, <laughs> The one man, the K- the uh, fake MI6 actual KGB man or double agent, he's a double agent. Yeah, right? who has no name, um, by the way. Oh, wait, no, yeah, he has a, it's, he, he it's Vladimir something. Right, it's kind of long, long, long styled. Um, but he, <laughs> he's in a giant box van. And then uh, Ed Perkis? the CIA agent is in just the biggest boat car ever. Mm-hmm. And then they're all driving along the beautiful highways oh, uh, surrounding uh, the Valley of the temples, but they're about not even a full car length apart. Yeah. Nope. But the, the greatest music ever. Is that music. Oh, Joe is, I love whatever that was. It was so good. And I'm going to insist that it was a weird rendition of all along the watchtower. Maybe mm. like, listen to, to it listen. again. Like it, it's I feel like it's a it's like a a smooth jazz version of All Along the Watchtower. Huh? It does yeah. pick up the heart to heart theme. Yeah, it does at, at a certain point. point. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. it was really good. Whatever really, that really was, good. I loved it so much. That shot when they arrive at the temple was yes. so gorgeous. Yeah. And I've been when I've they been when to they that pan temple. around. Yeah. yeah. I've been to that temple and it is that gorgeous. And yeah. I, yeah, the thing I liked most about this episode was just the shots of Honolulu and, and Oahu. I, I love that place. I think it's such a great, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Tourists aside, uh, it is really magnificent to look at. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to be there <laughs> um, because I'm drinking Mai Tais constantly. But uh, yeah, that was, it was really nice. Like I love a location show. I love, I love when they actually go somewhere. Mm-hmm. They went somewhere beautiful and they utilized it. So cheers. And the, what they're, they're dressed in these all white clothes when they uh, get to the temple too. Uh, they, they look yeah. great. great. They look great. Mm-hmm. And of course yeah. he's not going to be a pallbearer. He's wearing a white suit. Uh, that was so rude. <laughs> I thought that the guy. He doesn't know the guy. Well, the guy, well, he saw Wait, him die. No. He was there when he died. He was with him. And it's I was, just... I was having this like thing where I was like, why does, it, why is no one there? Why is uh, Wilson from <laughs> Night yeah. Horrors? Uh, why, why is he like 
Oh, you're no you're here. here. Thank God, because no one's here. Uh-huh. I was like, what? That makes, what's going on there? And then I realized, oh, he's a spy. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he would have no one yeah. there. Yeah, is yes. he even really Richard Hashimoto? Or as everyone in this episode calls him, Richard Hashimoto? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashimoto. I'm just like, stop saying that. Um, um, yeah, the pallbearer thing. Jennifer just looks so incredible. Yeah. Her fedora. In that scene. I mean, she always looks so gorgeous, but there was just something, everything, the stars align in particular, and she's mm-hmm. just so she, stunning. She has Dominique energy. In she, that. she is. She her she's Dominique and um, the fedora. The, the Faye Dunaway type getup, right, mm-hmm. is just amazing. I thought Jonathan looked good too. Jonathan really, like, he, he was styled well this episode, mm-hmm. and just, he always, he, he kept it. He kept it tight. <laughs> yeah. And there's really good. Some, some interesting in, looks. Innuendo at their cabana. <laughs> there is spot on, just sexy talk. I can't exactly remember. He's like, you, oh, the key falls out of her brassiere onto the floor. <laughs> and she, it's so good. So spot on. Really well done. And it makes me, it, it instantly made me think back to the horrible one from Cruise, Murder Cruise, where just confused cruise. <laughs> she's in the shower he's got a wet boner in her face just really <laughs> weird uh not good in do not know. say <laughs> shining dolphin boner uh this was so oh, i thought you were gonna start saying first mate again <laughs> oh god oh, I, I had forgotten about that no nope, stop, stop, stop 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 thanks stop, ellen stop. for reminding right, me i'm just of like this. jennifer when she's like uh what key or, or how do you know we have a key and the guy's yes like, i didn't know until you said that and i'm like Ugh. but it so makes I just, me i just was jennifer except about first mate. trying trying so hard to not be mad at jennifer i just for, wish for that little flub I wish that they would skip the innuendo talk until they had good ones like this and it would feel more special because they're not just clumsily falling through like a football innuendo thing <laughs> about wrestling or whatever they were doing. They got to do it. They got to do it 20 times a year. Uh, they got to do it 20 times a year and they it's not always going to gonna hit. Yeah. Different writers. Sometimes it's yeah. very Different missed. strokes. But I did love when she also said she was like something like, isn't there going to be a twist and then twist the key? Yes. I love that (laughs) moment. That was so good. (laughs) Is, is it sort of interesting to either of you that they go to Richard Hashimoto's or whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. uh, funeral dressed in white? Yeah, that is weird. I didn't think about that because they look so great. I think the last funeral they were at, they were wearing Navy. So maybe the hearts just don't do a hard black unless it's like a evening event. Unless they're being Dominique. (laughs) Unless they're doing cow, rattlesnake ballerina. That is weird. That is a very, I mean, they weren't there to be respectful, though, clearly, because Jonathan they were investigating. said no. They were on the job. They didn't give a shit about Hashimoto. <laughs> 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 well, let's let's talk about the faux Leslie writings, please. Um, oh, yeah. So weird. Yeah. So my notes, <laughs> I, love my, <laughs> I love my notes, this one, because it goes, Leslie writings is super creepy. And then immediately, it's not Leslie writing. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> I'm confused. Can you explain this section? So I'm Leslie writings, or not Leslie writings, goes up to them when they're just chilling. Like Max is on his third date of their trip mm-hmm. to Hawaii. Oh. And he goes up to them and in the weirdest fake accent, pretends to be Detective Leslie writings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that. And okay, he, missed he that. gives them the card, Detective Riley's business card. I messed up because... Which was his mistake. In my mind, Jonathan hung up on that, wanted the help from that detective, but hung up on her because she was a woman. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. No, he was like, oh, you're not who we talked to. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was him discovering. And again, and then, and they're then like, they we can't involve the her. police. We, we absolutely cannot involve the police because mm-hmm. the police are stupid. Because they won't let us touch everything at the crime scene. But they... Later, talk about how they went and spoke with detective writings, the real detective writings. I wanted her. I wanted her back. She seemed rad. I did too. I I thought that would have been a good. Like that would have been nice to have her be on their team, somewhat involved. Yeah, that's a that's a a great scene where she's like, "This is detective writings," you know, the classic uh, switcheroo or whatever. But I just love that there's the two guys handcuffed together in her office. 
and they've clearly been in some sort of <laughs> brawl or something, and oh, they're just so sullenly sitting I there. I love those guys. Enormous guys. And then she gets off of that very weird phone call, right? Jonathan hangs <laughs> up, and she's like, huh? And she puts the phone down, and then she stands up with her um, gun holster on and her unusually not tropical-seeming brown sweater vest. And he <laughs> looks at those two beat-up dudes and says, okay, turkeys, let's take a walk. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, Detective Leslie Riding. Yeah, yeah. I, I love She Leslie needs Ridings. her own show. She's the real 5-0. She's rad. But faux yeah. Leslie Ridings. Faux Leslie Ridings. When he talks to them on the, on the beach, his accent mm. is so weird and so creepy like it was really it got under my skin for some reason i was like is he playing drunk is he playing high like there's something wrong with him drunk southern and then when he shows up again after after he's seen reading the dolly parton christmas rolling stone issue Mm -hmm. uh he has an accent so my notes are did writings have an accent in the first scene and then jennifer says uh, do you have an accent right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed was, a change. I, I was right on tune. I was right in tune with the writers of this episode. <laughs> and that's right well, after Jennifer cock blocks Max so hard. <laughs> she really flubbed that. He's, he had three dates during the episode mm-hmm. with different women and just abandoned them seemingly. I don't know what it's was Hawaii. Going on people, people come and go. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah, that's a great scene. It's super endearing um, and well done. Mm-hmm. The like when he walks off, like shaking his head at her yeah. behind his dates back. That was cute. That's so funny. Yeah. The the fake Leslie detective Leslie writings has in that scene where he impersonates Leslie uh, writings. He has the same strange muffled southernish question mark accent that he has at the croquet match when he menaces and then uh, plunges a giant uh, knife, or as he says, a dagger, a dagger. into a dagger's uh, Richard, Richard Hashimoto's mm. back. But yeah, he's like, the way he says, mispronounces Hashimoto combined with that crazy accent, it's mm-hmm. very yeah. he, troubling. When he tells them, <laughs> <I like it. laughs> he sits down at the restaurant he joins Jennifer and Jonathan after the horny fuck boy leaves. He sits at their table. <laughs> They'll always have Honolulu. And he is so dramatic about the way he tells them. I was, I was at the croquet match. I was a dagger's length dagger's away length from away. Richard. Yeah. And I killed him. And then he looks at yeah. them to, da, da, da. to see how shocked they are. And it's just like, it's you are like, such a drama queen. He's, <laughs> a, he's never yeah. not smiling too, which made him even creepier. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. I mean like the creepiness is effective Mm -hmm. but what realistically like it seems like these agents that the hearts are dealing with are not so great at it they don't seem very good at it first like as i mentioned the following is not very discreet in the giant vehicles the way that you just sit down and announce that you killed somebody even if you're even if (laughs) it's a cover that you're using it's still like oh no like that doesn't seem smart like or maybe mm-hmm. you're trying to menace them and then the way that they just keep falling for the fake key thing so the way the hearts every time they're like oh the key like one of them's just like what key the other one's like oh i need the key and then they just fall for it over and over again which mm-hmm. is great but also just sort of like these are not good agents and he even fake leslie writings even acknowledges as such, as such right because jennifer says a real life 007 when he pretends to be mi6 or he is actually mi6 which is terrible and he's like oh no hardly if if i was you know you wouldn't have caught me you know mm-hmm. it's a murder or whatever and it's just like well you got that right I yeah mean, i don't <laughs> and in, yeah. in a way it was sort of it sort of lends itself to this issue where it's just like I don't know like I don't know what's going on and I don't know if I just didn't know or kind of was just like I don't know that I'm super invested in it but I, mm-hmm. I like the blow up thing and I like mm-hmm. the weird croquetness of it and uh, you know it's in Hawaii that's totally cool but it was just kind of like oh man <laughs> yeah. can we talk about the parrot the uh, parrot? croquet yeah. the parrot croquet the croquet. parrot like why okay. do they think that's its name <laughs> I don't know why they figured that out maybe it kept saying croquet Right, but is that maybe there's well because it? because Mr. Hashimoto's entire life was croquet. Apparently, that he was his government so much tallying the scores. Yeah, don't they? When they go into his office, they say something like, it, "This was his favorite place to sit," or something like that at the <laughs> desk. The one desk, <laughs> right? He sits here all the time. 
The Cam parrot says that. I feel like the parrot could have been used as a clue word. I thought that's what was well, going to happen. It technically did, but in the worst possible way. What does it say? It just says play croquet over and over again. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> play croquet. that's how they put it together. Uh huh. Would you not check? Uh-huh. It's not his import export place that they find the key works. It's no, the, okay. it's the croquet. It's the, club. Croquet, it's the croquet club. club where he has a desk. Yeah. Yes. Because he's a referee. Because he's been a long. He's an umpire, and he's been a longtime member. Umpire. He was the champion in 1973 and 1974. And he's okay. been there long enough to create a weird uh, mechanical <laughs> cutout whole yeah. thing in the walls yeah. with printed names of people. So wait, they plug... That they, was something else. There's a box on the say. desk with a keyhole that they put the key mm-hmm. into, turn it. turn it, and a light comes on on that box, right? Yeah, I thought it was a projector. But it's not. Right. No. What is it again? It, what is just, it just activates the... What, a, picture a picture moves out of the way, up. and mm-hmm. then... These cutouts in the wooden wall just slide open, slide open, open. to reveal like printed a, names. Like a game show. Yeah, it's yeah. like Price is Right. It was. It was <laughs> it's a game, like game show called Russian, a- so- sorry, Soviet Agents of the Hawaiian Islands. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's Ooh, a list. Who will win tonight on Soviet Agents of the Hawaiian Islands? <laughs> right. <laughs> And there are all these Russian names that Mm -hmm. are the spies, but why would that matter? Because no one's using their real name anyways. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand the what that I thought it was going to be a witness protection list or something like that, which would make a little bit more sense. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It was a spy protection list. Why does he have it also? Like, what is his role in the whole situation? (laughs) He was was an MI6 double double agent. agent. Okay. Like he was working yeah. with the CIA. Okay. So I have a rewrite, but it's a pretty massive one for this episode where you get rid of all of pretty much you just scrape it out like a pumpkin at Halloween. Just <laughs> scrape all this shit out and throw I'm it listening. away. So the hearts <laughs> go to Hawaii and then there could be a croquet match. I don't really mind that part of it. But then this is a moment. <laughs> generous. Where, yeah. The, yeah. I'll keep that if you want it. Uh, I wasn't super enthusiastic about it, but if if we want that, we can have it. And then this is a time when you have a recurring, like the Bizarro Hearts come back or Winslow's Art Mart comes back and he's doing art sales or something. Something he's using this moment while they're out of touch with the mainland to fuck with the hearts. Winslow shows up in a wheelchair because he is now permanently uh mobile he has mobility issues from right the, from the fall the, the yeah. gunshot uh caused fall <laughs> yeah that's and right <laughs> he's like i've been plotting your destruction ever since that night uh-huh. and then the mm-hmm. hearts just throw him into the ocean i just think the whole spy thing it and really because he, he is actually yeah. legitimately yeah. in a wheelchair <laughs> they throw him in a, in a <laughs> no they throw him in a lava pit <laughs> A volcano. The whole spy thing didn't really work for me, to be honest. I didn't like it. I didn't. It didn't. <laughs> there wasn't enough information about what they were spying about or mm-hmm. anything like that. There were. There was no motivation for any of any of this. Mm-hmm. So it, it just didn't fit. Yeah. It was. It was just like, oh, we should do like a spy thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, yeah, well, we'll fill in the spy yeah. <laughs> motivation later. We'll figure it out. And they forgot. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, we we spent all our money on plane tickets. What if Karen was a big drug lord in Hawaii? <laughs> she had this huge mansion and this drug running system <laughs> that she was. Well, that would be so uh, cool. I like that. I love the idea of any villain coming Karen's back. Karen's in jail. <laughs> Karen is in jail. I think that Karen uh, possibly made up in her cell some sort of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Potion that like dissolving liquid bars and (laughs) she escaped. She made it and went to Hawaii. Urine. Sorry, I'm so whether it's my true feeling or not, I feel that my purpose here is to just shake my head at you guys and (laughs) express uh, confusion about why why you why must we see the same ones over and over again when there's Mm. a whole whole universe of new characters who might not be white people because these new ones suck they they suck (laughs) and they were white people also so let's let's talk about that Hashimoto's not yeah but he wasn't the villain was he good was he a villain no I don't he think was he good. was the villain. He was killed by the villain. So uh, that but my my 
process of deduction okay. says that he was he was a double agent working with the, CIA. with the CIA. And we're Americans, so I guess we have to just believe that that means he was on our side. But that, of course, we can... We don't know. We don't know what the fuck they were spies for. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what information they were they yeah. were finding out yeah. or trading or sharing. That's true. So it doesn't. There are no stakes. Like this is just the spies killing spies the Cold for War no is the stakes. Yeah, but even that was like just that. Yeah, it's nineteen eighty one. So it's just like Cold it's War. a Russian. That means bad. Well, I was just gonna say, just any more time to get the hearts lounging and drinking cocktails in Hawaii and these beautiful vistas like hiking or or doing kayak trips or rafting or whatever to get them in this sexy Hawaiian vibe from the 80s would have been cool like they they take a surf lesson or something like that rather than what they were doing there there were opportunities for sexy Hawaiian spy shit that weren't taken I feel like Maybe yeah it's just, there could have been more beach play. There yeah, could have, there could have been a little sun a little, tanning and sunbathing and or like, like a like a uh, some sort of some sort of chase on a mount on a, on a volcano. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> Instead of that weird subtle that car chase we got, which then led to an uh, disembodied chase ha- disem- being in quotation marks. Yeah, disembodied <laughs> yeah. hand fucking with them in the import export. I did like that scene. Yeah, who? I love that that scene, actually. I love that scene because it's so great when the little um, Little lit pieces of rag (laughs) just come (laughs) flying, like soaring. I love that. Over the the first one, like, misses the the mark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it just, like, flies over and nothing happens. Yeah. And then Ah. the next one hits. But it was, I Ah. liked it because it was silent. And it was so like, creepy. then fire nice. is terrifying in an enclosed space. Yeah. So like, that was, that was great. And so those really things good. were really burning. Like the dumpster is, the paint is blistering on the dumpsters. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, then it's immediately followed by something where they're like, how do we get out of here when the door is kind of clearly visible? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really understand that. But I realized that the reason that they jump into the forklift and drive it through <laughs> the <laughs> through the door and the wall is because the dumpster is kind of in front of them and it's you know the mm. the shit's burning it's a it's a warehouse full of crates and hula skirts yes. so yes. it is basically just set up oh my and god so it it has to be that's a question though that i had that's not really addressed so it has to be some other kind of henchman because the physical nature of the person that's lighting the rags on fire and like daintily hurling them over <laughs> the crates to cause mayhem is not fake Leslie Ridings. And it doesn't appear to be um, what's his face? The CIA guy? Yeah. Yeah. How, why, is it, why is it not Leslie big, Ride, fake Leslie Ridings? It's like big hairy arms. Because that guy, the guy that's lighting the little, the little rags is just enormous. Mm-hmm. He's got. <laughs> He's a henchman. It's not. He's sort. not the life, the life fake. I just um, formulated writings. an entire rewrite for this scene rather than <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> rather than this import export flame thing, you have mm-hmm. you know those flame dancers at Luau's, uh, the Hearts and Max because Max kind of was ghosting in and out of this episode. I want him to be at the luau with them and there's and there's a scene prior to the luau where there's a flame dancer who's trained on mannequins he like just shoots the flame straight into the mannequin <laughs> head so you're seeing how dangerous this situation is and a fire dancer comes out to assassinate the hearts but they foil that plot <laughs> i think that would have been a much more exciting scene and tied more to why uh, oh, okay ellen you um, want to take this <laughs> <laughs> take it while i go to the bathroom <laughs> he just drops a bomb and leaves <laughs> I didn't understand the mannequin part at all. <laughs> I mean, that was um, confusing. I think he was going odd job with it. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I really want to talk about my second most favorite thing about this episode after the blow-up-esque haps at the croquet match. It is the insane fight scene between the two agents <laughs> that happens in Richard Hashimoto's office yeah. at the croquet club. Mm, yeah. It is one, 
it is by far the crate in my mind, the craziest um, <laughs> hand-to-hand combat thus far in the series. It foot, is foot to hand in of, several it instances. Is, <laughs> yeah, it is out of control. That I mean, just kick. the the scale of it and just the the ferocity. It's all in just this little office, and then the hearts just stand there looking at it mm-hmm. for a really long time. And that I it love also it peaks with trivia. Yeah, right. It's Reggie Jackson. Who plays third base for the Reggie LA Jackson. Dodgers? Who plays who plays outfield? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. So that's how you, Are you joking? That's how you know if someone's American. See, I would have staged that on Diamond Head. Diamond Head? Is that the big <laughs> mountain in Hawaii? Uh Diamond Head is on Oahu and it, it is I think the largest uh, dormant volcano or what do they call that's it when where... the volcano is no longer yeah, dormant. Dormant. That's where Max took took one date and then ended up with another woman, right? Is Diamond Head. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. That's where I would have had that fight scene take place. That would have been nice. I, I think they should have used locations more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, whatever. It's that's expensive, I but guess. But it was good. That la- little roundhouse kick that the little guy does is really funny. <laughs> it's so just He never stopped fucking smiling. He smiled the elfish. entire time during that fight. It's sinister. So, I love it. Ugh. Mm-hmm. He's so creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of that's creeper. the good stuff. I mean, you are not a normal person, even for an agent or double agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are talking to people about how you killed someone, and you're just smiling, like you're yeah. just anyone who's uh, grinning ear to ear when they deliver that information to you. Um, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Or they are so clever that they know that that will terrify and or disarm you entirely. Mm-hmm. So maybe he is a good agent. I'm so confused. Are they good agents? Are they bad agents? I don't know. Why are there so many keys? Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know what they're doing. It's just very, it felt sloppy. The through line was so sloppy. Yeah, there's a lot of, very there's a lot, again, like if we pick at it, it's just going to disappear. But mm-hmm. I, I was immediately, I know this is a dumb thing to get annoyed by, but it's a podcast. Uh, Jonathan (laughs) tried that skeleton key on every modern doorknob (laughs) that he could find. And I was like, you just have to look at it, my friend. You just have to look at it to see that that is not going to work. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm that person. If I'm at a desk, <laughs> I know you had mentioned where I'm just this. like, what if? What if? But like, they weren't at a no. The part place. I talked about before was how I can't seem to get keys to work uh, ever. Um, <laughs> Is like it because they're skeleton con- keys? It just me. Like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, but, for like a, if, a if Sherlock. I'm like <laughs> desperately looking, I feel it for myself, and I, I'm not saying this is everyone's problem, or or I should say, a problem everyone has. Um, <laughs> The that when I'm looking for something and I've just reached that place where I'm just like, oh my God, like what is happening? That I will look and at in under around the craziest, most improbable things. I mean, <laughs> I will do like just pull all the couch cushions off, even if I haven't sat on the couch for a mm-hmm. week and I know that for a fact. And so to me, like Jonathan putting the key into the thing is just another example that I have to reveal where someone's doing something really weird in the show. And my reaction is, yup, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, like I'm now, like, yep, that's, that yeah, just me. keep looking, keep trying, yeah. keep doing it. Like that's completely normal. Try it and everything. I couldn't, I couldn't get down with it. It was, it bothered me. And it, it's so irrational for me to be bothered by something like that. But I just was like, it was like, come on, you know, look at that key. <laughs> it is not for a deadbolt. It is not for a doorknob. Well, he even says that to Jennifer. Like, she says when she splits it apart, she says, could this be for a social security or what are those oh, called? Safe deposit. Safe, safe deposit. deposit. Which, yeah. he, which he immediately which poo-poos. Could. Yeah, he says, been. no, it's too fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wouldn't the, why is the bird the one that has to give them the clue to go to and Hashimoto's? Is it a clue? It's, it's, it's not much of a clue. Just, you would go there. That would be the first place you would go. That's where he died. That's where you met him. You would walk straight into that building and try the key out in his desk that he has at this place. That's just. It's not that big of a yeah, mystery. I, we just don't have a good mystery here. Because I have another rewrite where the fucking like a treasure map. Or another something. one for just, this episode. Yeah, I love I love the idea of okay. the hearts getting a mysterious key that they don't know where it goes yeah. and they're trying to figure that love out. It. I love that the way it was utilized. Don't didn't love as much. I would have loved some kind of clue. The bird gives them a clue that leads them to another clue that leads yeah, them to a treasure map. Yeah, and play croquet is not a clue. 
No. That's not like, a clue. Yeah, the bird just doesn't really... Also, they just stole that bird. Yeah, they took the bird as a witness for questioning. Those birds it's, are expensive. It's a talking bird. And it was cramped in that little tiny cage. I felt so bad for it. it I was, feel bad for any bird that well, is but, kept. Yeah, birds shouldn't be kept inside, really. Well, Jennifer felt bad for that bird that they called croquet because mm-hmm. she says that Freeway would Freeway would never forgive them or they could never look Freeway in the eye. Yeah, again. yeah and, that. And and that she pet, should have set it free. She should have set it free. I don't know yeah. if a domesticated bird can survive in the in the wilds of Hawaii. I don't know. I don't really know about birds. I don't know. What, I don't really know about the, birds. The I do know that that bird parrots live freely and wildly in San Francisco and. In uh, Griffith Park, yeah, in LA, too. and mm-hmm. like, not that type of pit parrot though. Yeah, I'm sure they could find some friends. Smaller, more boring type of parrots. <laughs> boring I, parrots. I'll go on the record that that I believe that parrot could live. I I think the parrot would be fine. Those parrots also live for a hundred years or something. 111, 120 years. They Jesus. outlive people apparently. Mm. Um, I know someone that has. Uh, I can't. I remember if it, exactly what kind of large similar bird it is if it's a macaw or what but there's there's um no it's a big one like bigger than a cockatoo the average dinosaur style bird it's very large um but it is in the will and there's someone that is appointed like you would to take care of your children if you passed away there's someone who's appointed to administer the funds because it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that this parrot is going to outlive the people God. Um, that own it who are who are elderly that's horrible that's the same with tortoises our friends have a tortoise yeah and they we're talking about you have to put it in your will because mm-hmm. it has to li- outlive you uh my aunt and uncle had a had a tortoise they lived in the desert and same same kind of thing yeah do you well, guys have any rewrites uh, no? uh yeah i i my rewrite is spend another week on this script guys like it, it didn't it just didn't do it Workshop it didn't it. do it it didn't do anything mm-hmm. that said i enjoyed the episode like I, I i don't think it's the worst episode but it but it, what a lame story very boring <laughs> i found i checked out quite a bit my head my mind wandered i can't i was kept interested enough by uh, Jonathan and Jennifer's outfits, locations, mm. Mike the creep, um, like just <laughs> just having like because he was a genuine like creep to me. So I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. Like, how is Jennifer going to deal with this? And yeah, Jennifer dealing with the CIA agent was was great. Jennifer dealing mm. with Mike was interesting. Max going on. How, however many dates he went on, just being on Grinder the whole time. Yeah, just kidding. what's what's like old man Grinder for the eighties? <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah, was a video dating? Where would he find all these women to go on all these dates with? He's got some pen pals or some shit. I mean, he just is <laughs> charming as fuck. So he would True. just sit and gamble, probably at a casino, and yeah. find ladies to go out with. But then. Just abandon If you them. like pina koalas. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of old man grinder. Oh yeah. It's oh. time to pick, pick your poke. poke. Isn't poke a Hawaiian thing? Pick your poke. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, guys. This is the last episode of It Was Murder. <laughs> we, uh, we, we are going to... Thank exile. God. <laughs> yeah. uh, mine is the uh, the thug on the left <laughs> that Leslie Ridings oh. said, hey, Turkey, it's time to walk. Ooh. The one... He, he had long hair, but for whatever reason, it worked on him. Um, he was also just massive and looked like fun. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. cute. The one with the black eye or the other one? The one with the black eye. Like he, when he, and when he stood up, he did like a, a full-on L'Oreal hair flip. And I was like, damn. <laughs> this, I think, is the weakest poke I've ever chosen. And I think it's the, <laughs> the spy that tries to take the photos from Jennifer. I don't even remember his name. The CIA guy? Because does he look good in a Hawaiian shirt? I don't know. It's the weakest. Ed Perkis? Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. like that actor so much that I, I did think for a second, like, oh, yeah, he can get it. But then I was like, well, not really. <laughs> yeah. It's really Dolph weak. Sweet. He has the greatest name ever, Rudolph for, Sweet. For me, it was between oh. it was between the the guy uh, in Leslie Writing's office who I picked, and the uh, silver haired 
guy who I still don't remember what his job was after Richard is murdered, they go into this guy's office and he has the croquet, the gold croquet mallet oh, spine. Cam? Yeah. He was very The guy who, who was competing against Jonathan for the championship. Hmm. Yeah. He was attractive. And wearing Stan Smith's. Hmm. Um, hmm. Ellen, do you have a poke? Okay. Um, now I don't want to answer. <laughs> Now you don't want to answer. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, the jig is up. Uh, it's detective, the real detective, Leslie mm, Ridings. Yeah. Mm, she seemed rad. Yeah. I want I just, more. I, I just don't her. get down with the 5-0. She uh, makes but. my rewrite for sure. <laughs> with the popo. <laughs> she shows you know? the hearts around the, the mean streets of Honolulu in my rewrite. All right. Well, ratings. Zero to five hearts. We didn't talk about how Jennifer picked up that giant croquet mallet at the end. She murders the guy with a giant croquet mallet, (laughs) which I was like, okay, that's murder. Like you, (laughs) you just has amnesia slammed a dude in the head with a croquet, a giant croquet mallet. That was pretty great. It was great. And he deserved it. It was a good finish. <laughs> if his, his head should have bounced through the room and then gone the through a wicket. The security of our nation is in the balance, hangs in the wish, balance. I wish they would have True. inserted a sound effect of like a melon being hit by a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. If you wanted it to be more Hawaiian, Joe, like a coconut could fall off a tree and hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give someone amnesia. <laughs> that happens. People, Again, people bonk, get people pop, get injured pop, by falling, falling amnesia. Mm-hmm. All right, my rating is a three. I'm giving this a three. I found mm. it enjoyable. I really love the setting. Um, I I love a location shoot. Uh, Max was great. Jennifer was great. Jonathan looked good. The story <laughs> sucked. Um, the villains were the villain was bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't give it more than a three. But it but it's a three. Like it's not it's not the worst thing. Uh, I wanted to give it a one. But I think I'm gonna upgrade it to a two because of that beautiful song during the car chase. It's a good song. That was just a car drive. Uh, <laughs> the car drive. I also just, I mean, they shot on location, and I just felt like they didn't really, other than the the Japanese temple scene, they didn't really use the location in a great way. There were no beach, no surfing, just no jungle stuff. There was like resorty. Yeah, it was really resorty. They were in their cabana. Which that makes sense. They were in a lot of interiors. Uh, I wish they had used Hawaii a little bit more, like a hike or some kind of way to get them outside more. So I'm going to give it a two. It's just a one. It's just very boring. I would never recommend. I would never watch probably again. I just yeah. This is for like this is for the super fans. uh, Really boring. That's and the story. Yeah, just boring. Not entertaining. Ellen? Um, I am going to give it, uh, I'm going to land right in between the two of you. It's, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'm really into the halves this mm-hmm. season so far um, because I like that they employed people who lived on the island of Hawaii Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as extras in the episode, and I like that. I like that they acknowledged um, the diversity of cultural backgrounds on Hawaii um, with the the uh, characters at the croquet club. That was good to me. Um, and this one just sort of was neither here nor there for me. I didn't, it just felt sort of ambivalent, but, but erring on the side of just it being sort of benign. That's mm. kind of where I land with it. It's like, oh, okay. But there were some things that I did really enjoy. Just like any of the episodes, there's always at least a handful of things that I really love. So, you know, the outfits I loved, you know, it's the beautiful scenery, the elements of representation that I just called out. And, you know, that's fine. It's fine. But it's a two and a half for me because as I was saying, when we were talking before uh, we started taping that I had zero memory of this episode. Mm. Um, absolutely no memory of it whatsoever. I feel like so. I'm going to forget it as well. Yeah. I don't think this is going to stick around. Mm-mm. Although I will think about that fight. I will think about the fist fight. Fight's the really good. The fight oh, is fight's really good. Pretty funny. This, the, the fights the this season have been really funny. Yeah, uh, the, for Just sure. the way they're shot. And they're always in an office. So Murder in Paradise gets a score of <laughs> 7.5. Oh, that's a heart Which murmur. is a heart murmur, but it's it's in the middle. Um, I think it's a, I think that, that makes sense to me. Uh, 
fine, I guess. I'll yeah. allow it. Sorry. It's not the worst episode of season two, I will gladly say. No. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the best. But Ellen. Doggone it is worse. Ellen, what's what's up next? I'm glad you asked. Uh, originally airing on January 20th, 1981. Ex-wives can be murder. <laughs> Max's ex-wife, presumed dead for over 10 years, arrives in Los Angeles. Her friend is murdered, so she calls Max for help. When two thugs try to grab her at the park, she is injured and Max is kidnapped. Oh my God. Demands are made for a necklace about which the hearts know nothing. Wow. Mm. Okay, that sounds good. I'm excited. Max was married. Max episode. Hopefully. Well, I mean... Sounds like a Max episode to me. <laughs> I don't know. He was. Yeah. Did we know he was married until this moment? I didn't know. I didn't know either. Wow. I hope it's a Rose type, a Rolls type. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I, I do. I hope she's great. I hope. I hope she's great. I just assume that she will be. Hope she deserves Max. I'm just. I'm not going to give anything away. Well, that's that's our episode for tonight. Thank you for listening. Uh, please continue to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at It Was Murder Pod. Email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. Yes. It please. helps us a lot. Please do so. Uh, and we didn't get to see our friend. Well, the, yeah. He's two weeks away by boat. So they they left Freeway for at least a month. Ellen's at, like Ellen's the, at the very least a month. Dogs on boats, I know, make Ellen. Yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, no. And you know, I I agree. I don't don't think he should have been on the boat because I don't think Freeway is a boat dog. I mean, some dogs can do it. Some dogs can can handle it. But but I hope wherever whoever he was, maybe he was staying with Susie. I'm gonna hope he was staying with Susie. So I hope I'm imagining I'm imagining Freeway and Susie cuddled up on a squishy dog bed with Rose watching them. Oh, and Rose Rose is taking care of him. And I'm just gonna I hope he's good. not with Stanley. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh. All right. Good night, freeway. <laughs> <laughs> good night, freeway. Aloha, freeway. <laughs>